Hello beauty and welcome back to the self-care podcast that is all about bringing out a bit more of you and a bit less of mum because it's you that matters, you matter to be a mum. That's what is needed for you to be able to show up the thousands of hours that we do every single month and day after day do all the fucking things but it doesn't mean that we don't have time to do the things for ourselves and that's what this podcast is here to provide today we are talking about the things that you want to do but you don't do the things that you want to do but you haven't done yet and you know intellectually that you want to do them but you just you just haven't started and there's a there's a name for it there's a theory for it and I have been delving deep into it to understand how I finally took the steps to make a change to my health after decades of yo-yo diets and 30 to 40 kilo weight gains and drops and up and down pendulum swings of weight gain and weight loss and I'm here to share about how we can actually break the cycle how we can actually do the thing that we want to do but we've been putting off it's absolutely human nature it's understood there's a reason why we do it we are not alone we are not bad people we are not failure we are hardwired to avoid the thing we are hardwired to avoid change but there are some things that we can do as always to make our lives the way that we want them to be and so that is what this episode is all about as always I hope something lands for you I'd love to know what that is I'd love to know what your thing is the thing that you want to do the thing that you know that you would be disappointed if you never did it in this one precious life that we have what's that thing come on over to mamahood.my.way on instagram and let's have a chat meantime though let's get into the episode All right, mamas, today we're talking about the thing that you have in your head, the thing you have on your heart, the thing that you have been putting off for weeks, months, maybe even years. We all have at least one thing that we know that we want to do, that we actually feel like it's something that we have a passion for we know we'd be better off if we actually did the thing we know that it's important to us and yet we don't do anything about it it just sits there consuming precious energy precious thought time yet procrastination prevails we all have at least one of those things and i certainly have many in my own closet and I've been doing some reading into why that is, why this happens for us. When we know what's good for us, when we know what's going to make us happy, that's what's going to bring joy, when we know we're fundamentally going to be better, more fulfilled humans, if we were to do that thing, yet we don't do it. And I think I can share on this from the perspective of my health journey and knowing so much about the law of weight loss what weight loss entails i have had probably thousands of conversations with different people over the course of my life around how to lose weight how we lose weight why we lose weight ways to lose weight different methods different techniques i've read so many books i've tried so many diets and i know 
that it's calories in, energy out. Simple equation. Except it's not, right? Because there are so there's so much complexity to weight loss for individuals. And it's not just a one size fits all. There's not one solution. And what works for one person, like somebody might be on a protein only diet, doesn't work for the next. And laid on top all of the the mental complexities of weight loss. And it's no wonder that we absolutely avoid really doing anything about it. And our brain keeps us safe and comfortable because it doesn't, that's our survival technique. Like we don't want to be pushed to our upper limit. We actually want to stay safe and not risk upsetting things. But when actually what's much worse is never achieving the thing that you really feel like you want to achieve. So I've been reading a bit into the the knowing and doing gap. So if we take, take self-care as a prime example, we know research shows that you will increase your life expectancy, that you will have more available for the people you love and you will build stronger relationships and connections and you will be a better mother and you will have a happier life if you take care of yourself. So why does a week go by, a month go by, and you realize I haven't had a fucking second to myself? I actually haven't been for that beach walk that I really wanted to go on. And I haven't listened to the podcasts I have on my list and I haven't done any journaling and I haven't gone out with my friends for brunch. And why is that? So Jeffrey Pfeffer and Robert Sutton came up with this principle and it's all about resistance and the resistance to move yourself past your comfort zone and that is where we keep ourselves safe. And so what they suggest is imagining the alternative reality. So if you'd never do the thing in your whole life, whether that's learn the piece of music you want to learn, write the book, lose the weight, solve your health problem, have another child, go to Bali, travel the world, quit your job, start a business, whatever it is that's on your heart, if you never do that thing, what does that look like? What does your life look like if you never do that thing? Are you are you happy? Are you still happy? And I can tell you when it came to deciding, for those of you that are new to the podcast, I have recently undergone um, weight loss surgery and I have had a weight issue my whole life. And yet, despite knowing all the things that I needed to do, despite having the intellectual capability to understand that I was eating more and not burning enough, there were physiological issues that hindered my weight loss to do with my metabolism and chronic illness and arthritis and my ability to move and all the things. But fundamentally, it, obesity is a disease. And what do you do when you have a disease? You get treatment. And the most effective form of treatment for obesity is weight loss surgery. That is proven, researched, and it will. it is the most sustainable method that is available to anyone that suffers from obesity. And so when I realized that and I really accepted and acknowledged that that was going to be the most effective, the most long-standing method um, approach, like route that I could take, 
was when I started to accept that that is what I needed to do. Wild resistance had to really shift out of my comfort zone, but I looked at the alternative and the alternative life looked like this. I would never be able to get down on the ground and play with Brody. I would never be able to run and chase him around a park. I would struggle to fit into a plane seat when we go on holiday. I would never be able to take him on a hike in the countryside. I would always want to sit down instead of doing anything active. I would be the mum at the school gates that would be out of breath or I would be hindered at my like desire to be the mum that I wanted to be would actually be affected and I wouldn't love my life. Once I had accepted that that was the actual road that I had to take, this is where the hard bit comes in because it's actually taking the action. And something that I think we struggle to remember is that we will never be ready. We will never be ready to have the family. We will never be ready to fall in love. We will never be ready to move countries or move house or change jobs. We will never feel ready to do any of the things that matter. And waiting to feel ready whilst doing nothing just widens that gap between the knowing that we have to take action and then the doing of actually making this making the change taking the step it's so hard and difficult and it pushes us to our limit but what's the alternative surely the alternative is is worse than taking the uncomfortable action because all I could think was I'm going to live my whole life never knowing what it feels like to be in a healthy fit body I'm going to live my whole life in pain, in chronic pain. And I tell you, that was way more uncomfortable thought, going through my whole life living that way than going after the thing that was going to change that for me. I'm reading a book at the moment and it's by an author called Brianna West and it's called 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think. She says about this this topic on the knowing-doing gap Anxiety builds in the idle hours and fear and resistance thrives when we're avoiding the work. And that's so true. Like we spend so long worrying and and fretting about not having done the thing when we could just actually make one small step towards doing the thing. And my one small step was booking an appointment with my GP. Then it was booking an appointment with the specialist clinic. Then it was going and having a discussion. Then it was talking through all, looking at all my options. Then it was trying a few other things pre, before surgery. And so it was not like, oh, I'm going to get surgery and it's a whole big thing. It was just all very small steps. It can be literally pulling up your computer and downloading the app that you need. It can be making that phone call to whoever it is you need to speak to. It can be writing the cover letter for the job that you don't know that you want yet. It can be a whole host of things, small steps that don't seem as scary. And then once you take those small steps and you realise, oh, it feels quite good to not be have that rumination of that of that 
thought, that thing that I'm avoiding going on and on in my head. So you actually feel good because you've taken a small step to make in progress and that helps build momentum. That goes into your evidence bank, like I can do things, I can take action, look at me. And you feel like there's a pleasure response, there's like a reward response. Surgery, not to think of it is a huge thing. A lot of people's reaction to me sharing that I was getting the surgery was, wow, that's huge. And yes, it, it is, it was huge, but it was parts. I only took it one step at a time and I'm only taking recovery one step at a time. As much as I'm getting, I'm not looking at it as a whole. I'm breaking it down into chunks and it's making it more manageable. And that's how I've really looked since um, I had Brody when I was in this place of real absolute overwhelm and fear and anxiety that paralyzed me from taking any action. So I just sat there and in the fear, in the worry, in the overwhelm, in the thoughts of this is what my life is going to be like now. When now we know as parents, and I'm sure you will be sitting there nodding along to this, that it's all transient. Every single phase is different. It doesn't ever feel the same. And I get now that that's why they say, oh, soak up every minute as much at the time. I fucking hated people saying that to me. Like, no, I will not soak up every minute because every minute is not a fucking joy. But now I'm able to enjoy the moments that I do enjoyable. <laughs> I'm not wishing it away. But still, for a whole other day, the joy and unjoy of parenthood. But in terms of that thing, that thing that we want to do, it's the small step. It's the small action think your way into a new way of acting. doesn't matter how long you sit there thinking about what it will feel like to go to that networking event or what it will be like to join that music or singing class or dance group or book club or whatever it is. It changes nothing but you can act your way into a new way of thinking and once you do that now that I've had this surgery, I genuinely feel like I can fucking do anything because I was so scared. It was a last resort. It wasn't easy to make that decision. I had absolute fear about the surgery. I had fear about being under anaesthetic. I had fear about the recovery and what it would mean for my life going forward and the unknown and how it would feel to have sixth of the size of what it was and and complications that could happen. You know, you have to sign waivers. And I had so much resistance and I wanted to do, I would have done anything to avoid such drastic action. But I knew that I'd got to a point with my health that I could no longer get in the sand. And I want us all to be able to not have to get to that critical point. Like I don't want to have to get to situation to be able to take action that's going to actually support me to live a happier more fulfilled life like I want to be able to know in my intuition what the right thing to do is and then be able to have a word with myself around any fear that's coming up I this week that fear is actually curiosity and a, a response to that in your body so it's 
you're curious. Like it's not that fear doesn't mean that it's bad and that you shouldn't do the thing. It's just you're curious to know more about what it will be like. And that scares you because as I said earlier, you know, are hard to stay comfortable. That is the human makeup. We are hardwired to feel safe and secure and like to do what we've done in the past, to follow old patterns and routines. So to break that is huge. And I think that we don't actually acknowledge that enough. Thing that is on your heart, in your head, that you know that you wanna do. And what is one little thing that you could do today or this week, just give yourself this week, can't maybe not today, to next action and the next action and the next action. And before you know it, you've done the thing. We can all say we don't have time, but we all have the same amount of time and we all make choices about how we spend that time. And are we really choosing that wisely? And if you don't feel like you are, something that has helped me in the past understand especially when it comes to how much time I'm on social media is I actually track like where am I spending my time you know there's 1040 minutes in a day something like that whatever you're going to choose to spend your life starts today it doesn't start next year or the year after because that might not fucking come to be perfect today and the thing that I want to just finish up on. It's a nice short one today. Um, share and put out there the thing that is on my thing. If I'm asked, if you had one year to live left, what would you do? And I'm, I'm like, I'd write a book. I'd write a book and I want to write a fucking book. So this is my accountability. I'm putting it out there. And like, I want to start to at least flesh out some chapters, write up some notes piece it all together start to do the writing and I want it to I want that to happen in the next couple of years that is my absolute goal definitely have the mind chatter of who do you think you are you can't write a book who would want to read it I don't care off deep down because I want to write the book for me and I've shared a quote um, also from the Brianna West book on my stories this week which was to do even if no one claps like do that thing like it's the thing that you you don't care about getting validation or recognition you just want to do the thing you want to learn the the instrument or you want to want it doesn't have to have a purpose or an objective all the time it doesn't have to be like a big new shiny job or make so much money or it can literally be learning to do something you've always wanted to do learning to dive learning to apply fucking fake eyelashes like it doesn't have to have a purpose I mean that would be purposeful and I, I would be keen with you um just FYI if you do happen to want to learn that but you know things that you want to do that you just know that you're putting off what's that thing when I started the episode, that thing came to you immediately and you've been thinking about it through the whole episode. What is the one thing you can do today or this week? That's it for another episode, Mama. And I've been thinking about how I end these episodes and I'm just feeling like there's a little something, something missing. So how I want to end it is with 
a recommendation of the week. It might be to do with parenting, it might not, it could be TV, music, book, something to do, whatever. Whatever has stood out for me in the week. And this week, it is for the toddler mama. I was sent the most genius fucking playlist. It's Snoop Dogg's Nursery Rhymes. I can't remember what exactly it's called, but it's on Spotify. I will link it in the show notes. But what a game changer. It literally gives me an extra seven minutes in the morning to get ready. So I don't leave the house looking like half a person. Yay! So check it out. And maybe your toddler will also be a hip-hop fan in the making. All right, ciao for now, Bellas. Thank <laughs> you.